What's up, people? And welcome back to another episode of the Ren Pod. With me, uh, as always, is your your co-host, uh, Braulio. Mm-hmm. Hello, people. I haven't been here in a few weeks, but I'm back. I'm back with the soda and the juice and the yeah. water. <laughs> yes, and also joining us is a lovely guest, somebody that we, we quite enjoy having on, a writer, uh, a great um, talker of movies, uh, a person from the podcast that you all know and love, the underrated podcast. It is uh, Derek. Hey guys, thank you for having me back. Yeah, it's always it's always fun having you on. Um we had a lovely conversation about The Black Widow last time, and this time we're going to talk about uh another movie that just dropped. Uh Bradley, what movie we're talking about this week? Uh we're talking about The Squad that likes to do suicidal things. You know what I'm talking about? The Suicide Squad 2021. Yeah, uh, a much better, I'll say it right <laughs> off the bat, an infinitely better movie than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hot take. <laughs> Extremely hot take. So controversial, so brave. May, it might actually be the most improved sequel ever, I think. The only other real contender, I think, is maybe The Road Warrior. Like, I think this is the biggest jump in quality I've ever seen from movie one to movie two. Really? Not uh not even from high school musical two uh camp <laughs> I don't know I don't know what the sequel's called. <laughs> high school musical two electric boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, nothing tops Cheetah Girls two when they go to Paris. That's the best, <laughs> the best number two movie. Oh my gosh. I forgot about Cheetah Girls. How hey, could hey, you? Put... It's so Raven. Yeah, man. Put some respect She's on in Cheetah that, right? Girls. Yeah, 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 she's the head leader or something. They just they didn't get enough play on Disney, I think, because I was I like I watched it during uh, that time. Like Twitches was big and then the Jonas Brothers mm. was huge. And I just I never got around to watching Cheetah Girls, too. I don't think I think I might have seen 15 minutes of that movie. <laughs> I was more of the age of, uh, you know, Smart House and Johnny Tsunami and uh, Motocross was a big one for me. That was more my my Disney Channel decoms. Where that was my age range. Ah, uh, yes, Brink is uh is my favorite. Oh, Brink, time. yeah, all the good extreme sports of the '90s ones. Yeah, Braulio's a big Xenon, I believe. Uh, is- Xenon and <laughs> Xenon the sequel. That's an actual uh, sequel name, not like all the ones we were just making up. But Xenon the sequel, like, how can you beat that sequel name? It's so good. You know, not for nothing, but this conversation is getting me really nostalgic and kind of making me sad that while well, we grew up with all these great shows, there's people that grew up with um, these crappy, whatever the hell they're giving now on TV kind of shows. So, damn. I mean, have you seen Jellystone yet? <laughs> have you seen the remake to Teletubbies yet? Wait, what? They remade Teletubbies? Yeah. It's, you know how, um, what's the, the restaurant with the rat? Uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Ratatouille? No, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. So, you know how they changed the, the mascot from the 2D fi- figure that was kind of cool and classic to whatever the hell this 3D yeah, version like is? Kurt Cobain now. Yeah. So, think of the Teletubbies like that. They went from whatever quality you might consider them to something now that looks like beyond CGI. It's horrible. Oh, my gosh. See, Bradley, Bradley keeps me apprised of the, the changes in the children's television since he, he has a child now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I'm experiencing a lot of Coco Melon and a lot of uh, Blippi, so I'm, I'm in tune with oh these kids' God. shows. 
As long as what's that one guy who wears the stupid hat and the orange glasses that Blippy. I hate with a pet? That's Blippy. I hate him so much. I, I I work at a bookstore in my day job, and like seeing those books and just like experiencing him just makes me just like I saw this meme on the internet. It's like there was a picture of Blippy, and it was like either you have no idea who this is, or you contemplated murdering him. I've, oh no! You know what's crazy though? Not to shame on anybody's past. Um, but did you hear about what he did when he was young before he converted to blippiness? No. Uh, he was a uh, frat bro. And um, there's footage of him uh, standing over another frat bro's chest area and um, soiling himself. Oh, no. Not the Cleveland steamer. Oh, man. Yes. I, I already didn't like this guy. Uh, I thought he was just like annoying and his character was just like kind of just the worst amalgamation of just like kids will like this this is you know um so yeah just to add that fact to it now that i know he's an actually terrible person like i'm like okay good i'm justified in my yes, with this guy. You are. he pulled a two men one chest dude he poured the concerto on them oh my gosh <laughs> but yeah i mean <sighs> like, like you said um that was i don't even know where we went there uh yeah we just went all over the place welcome to the blippy podcast <laughs> speaking speaking of things that uh that made me contemplate murder um <laughs> 2016 suicide squad made me uh made me legitimately say i believe i, I might have said this to you probably <sighs> before um that if i ever saw that movie again i would either stab myself with a rusty fork or jump how, off a bridge <laughs> how wrong you are sir that movie's a masterpiece and i'm not being sarcastic i hate that movie <laughs> dude there's um, a, all right so the movie's bad right and yes. but there is yes. one key part of the movie that kind of not redeems it but makes it watchable to me and it's just one scene and it's the scene that harley quinn is after joker when he's driving the purple car and she's on the on the bike so she like um turns over her bike and then she stands in the middle of the road as joker's like speeding to her and he's laughing the maniacal laugh and then he stops and she walks up to him because this is around i think this is early in the movie i don't remember but i blocked that entire thing from my memory i remember nothing about it. <laughs> dude that the one scene is just too good i just to... remember Batman punching her in the face. That's all I remember about that scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty great, actually. Don't, and then, oh, God, no. Um, yeah, then we sucked. It, it's just, I, I mean, I, it had they could have cut Mr. Reach around out of that whole movie, and I would have been happy. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, God, whatever Jared Leto was doing in that movie, just it was so bad. It just didn't work. Like he, I is everything about his character as a Joker just had me very upset. Like from the beginning when they were like, he gave everybody weird, like weird condoms and stuff. I was like, I can't, I can't with this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was crazy, man. He was he, he's a method actor to the max. Yes, but you but know, you don't they, have to be a horrible person to be a method actor. <laughs> exactly you know but they they really they came up uh and they you know they they kept some people got rid of others as we know uh we've seen they they replaced much of the the squad with this film and only kept uh three people i think yeah yeah well i mean if you count depends on if you count amanda waller yeah so so three or four people uh so depending on whether or not you count amanda waller 
uh, our lovely Viola Davis, um, <laughs> and then kind of just replaced everybody, which uh, I don't know how everybody else feels. I, I definitely felt it was to the benefit of the film, kind of getting some fresh, uh, fresh people in there. Oh, yeah. Agreed. I think that um, the that first team that just went in to get murdered, how, the fact that they kind of made it seem like, oh, there's going to be the team, and then just killed them off, I, I, that, that was right there, so, so epic. That was incredible. Oh, my God. I love that, because it just set the tone for the movie. It's like, yeah, anybody can die. And, like, you know, especially when you have, like, Nathan, you're like, okay, cool, Nathan Fillion's going to be in this, and, you know, there's all these weird characters, and it just they almost all get killed off like immediately. And you're like, wow. So that's what kind of movie this is. All right. I'm on board for this. Exactly. You know what the first, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead no, no, I was just going to say exactly. No, what were you saying, Bradley? <laughs> um, I was going to say that it gave me um, Deadpool vibes that and beginning scene. Cause you remember the, that second Deadpool movie when they're quote unquote going to introduce the, the X factor. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it made me think like, okay, they were going through all this. They're showing this team. Nope. They died in the next year. So that it kind of gave me, I was like, oh, so this is what Deadpool was going for, but to the max. Exactly. Like the second the weasel jumped off the plane and just, just immediately started drowning. I was like, okay, this is, this is going to be funny. <laughs> what is that thing anyways? A, a weird child murderer? I don't know. <laughs> Yo, is this a dog? <laughs> it's a werewolf? What is this? <laughs> Fucking me, Davidson. <laughs> Just playing himself, pretty much. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh, Pete Davidson was losing it, and then like that one bit where he couldn't work a seatbelt. I was like, I this guy's not living. <laughs> Dude, but people complain about Marvel having like weird characters, but this weasel thing just took the cake for me. Yeah, I think it was just like James Gunn was like, okay, what characters can I just have that if you, that don't mean anything to DC that they will never use in a movie again? Can I just like what r random grab bag can I get that I could just kill off like nothing? And like, here you go. Here, here's just all these group of random weirdos. And he's like, cool, I'm going to kill all these guys off. Just They just only exist to be cannon fodder. Because that's one thing I love is like when you're watching this, like, um, you know, like Justice League or something, you're not worried that Aquaman or Superman or anybody's going to die. I guess technically Superman does die, but you're like, whatever, it's gonna, he's going to come back. Um, so you're not worried that any of the characters are going to die. You never have that emotional stakes. But the, the whole movie in this one, you're like, Except for Harley Quinn, you're like, any of these characters could die at any moment. And most of them do. And and even one person who I thought was relatively safe, um, Rick Flagg, because he, you know, is kind of a, he's a pretty main guy. He's other than Harley. Um, and that first scene with Captain Boomerang, you know, which is another great thing. They kill off Captain Boomerang right off the bat. So you're like, oh, shit, nobody's safe because he was the big character in the first one. And the Rick Flagg dies at the end of this one, too. So you're like, wow, really? Anybody could. I thought maybe Ratcatcher was safe too, just because she's kind of like an audience surrogate almost. Um, but yeah, I was really just like anyone. I don't know who's gonna make it through this and who's not. And that's something that you don't get in a lot of big superhero movies. In a, even you know as much as I love Marvel stuff, a lot of Marvel stuff you're pretty sure most people are gonna live, and that was not the case at all on this one. Yeah, yeah, I definitely felt that like watching it, it felt like there were real stakes to it because of like yes. what you said. I was like sitting there like, oh, man, at any moment, like I felt pretty confident about uh, like Peacemaker for a while because I knew like the, the spinoff show 
was a thing. I was like, okay, yeah, there's going to be a spinoff show. And then he gets shot in the neck, and I was like, oh, that's it for him. That's a wrap on him. (laughs) Yep, yep. See, I didn't know about the spinoff show, so I was like, I I thought he was really dead when he was dead. Maybe he is dead, and this is going to be a prequel. Well, I mean, they kind of confirmed he's alive at the the end credit scene. Yeah, they do, like, surgery and stuff on him, which is, which, like, kind of makes me a little bit hopeful for, like, Rick Flagg, almost, because Peacemaker survived getting shot in the neck and crushed by a building, and they did, like, four surgeries, and he's alive. Interesting. Just throw a mother box at him. Like, that brings people back in this universe. Yeah, you know, just do that. Give Rick Flag like a mech. Uh, what, what is it? Um, what's the, what's old boy with a kryptonite heart? Uh, Metallo, Metallo, just kryptonite yeah. heart him. You know, I might come back wrong. You know, like Jon Snow, but uh, you know, or Superman did. You know, for a little bit he was kind of mean, but then you know, they got over it. They got over it pretty quick. Yeah, you know, I mean, this squad was meant to fight uh superman anyway you know and i think yeah i don't know how i don't know what the plan is for that but well remember the dude um, didn't didn't idris elba shoot superman with yeah okay so they this squad would hold up a lot better than the squad that was explicitly created for that purpose in the first movie because he did yeah shoot superman with the kryptonite bullet yeah um so yeah like much better than just like i don't know like a spooky witch lady and like Harley is a lot more competent in this. I feel like too, like in the first one, she's just kind of got a mallet, but in this one, she seems a lot like more tactical and just, she's got her javelin and she's got all, she kind of has, is thinking multiple steps ahead, you know? Yeah. It felt like, Oh, she gets to keep the the javelin too. Yeah. Yeah. She, she gets to keep the javelin. Like it, it, it really feels like over since birds of prey, they really had time to hone in on what makes Harley great. Mm-hmm. And like really kind of round that out and really bring it forth. Cause like in that, uh, in that like fight scene when she's like escaping, like I, I remember watching it and going, Oh yeah. Like, this is really cool. Like the way that she's fighting, but it feels like she's much more of a bruiser. It, like, I feel like Harley would be like doing a lot more gymnastics. And then as I was saying it in my head, they switched her fighting style to being like more of this gymnastic, like using the javelin, like all this episode. I was like, Oh, that's exactly what I thought she would do. Like that's it feels like they really got a handle on her character and they're like honing in on it really well. <laughs> I think that gives a lot of she'll go a lot of credit to Margot Robbie because you know now that she's been doing the Harley Quinn um character for so long, she's actually has a lot of creative freedom with it. So a lot of the ideas, I'm not saying all of the ideas are hers, but the consistency and the fact that she's been able to have this growth throughout these movies that could be kind of interconnected. Maybe not really, maybe not at all. Um, you can see some growth in the character, like Derek mentioned, and uh, a lot of credit should go to her. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like she is, she is really like making that character her own, and really like killing it in the role. Like she's amazing at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like she's been, she's almost as big of a star as anyone in the D- these DC movies. Like she's been in, you know, she's been like she's probably arguably the main character in Birds of Prey and part, a main part of the ensemble in both Suicide Squad films which is, you know, about on par with, like, Superman. He had his own movie, and then he was in, you know, Batman v Superman and Justice League, or, you know, Wonder Woman had two of her own movies and then was in an ensembles. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like she is one of the most iconic DC, uh, ECU, or whatever they're calling it these days, characters. Yeah, definitely. Like, she feels like, 
like Harley Quinn, I've I've said this for a very long time. We as a society have moved past the need for the Joker, right? And I feel mm-hmm. like Harley can definitely be the replacement, like pinnacle villain almost where like we can just get rid of the joker and harley can kind of stand in that place as the like top tier villain because she is like she's unpredictable which is what a lot of people say they like about the joker or whatever um i think they're just crazy but whatever uh like, like she's unpredictable she's wacky but she's also very smart and very calculating at the same time but she just hides it underneath like these layers of like insanity but she could be that like and it, i guess they're now they're like transitioning her into more of an anti-hero role with yeah. uh with her uh harley v like harley and ivy like comic strip and the harley quinn tv show and all this type of stuff but she's like she bounces back and forth kind of between the two roles so she could still be that like pinnacle villain if they really like transitioned her there yeah i got a question for both of you guys well, if mm-hmm. you were to do uh kind of uh mount rushmore the dceu right now with all the films that they released uh who would it be for you guys oh my gosh i mean this movie's definitely on there it's <laughs> are, are you talking no, about no, specific no, not characters characters not movies sorry oh characters oh my gosh you've you've, feel, you've asked a difficult question yeah uh, i, know, I feel like there's not that many iconic characters in this universe you know like i, I feel like harley has to be on there she's a gimme um yeah <sighs> Man, like who else? Maybe I'd say Harley, maybe uh, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. And then I guess if you got to pick a fourth one, you got to, you know, throw somebody to be Teddy Roosevelt up there. I guess maybe Henry Cavill's Superman. Um, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Morgan, what about you? Um, I mean, definitely my man. Uh, Aquaman's got to be up there. Um, his solo movie was solid, and he's kind of he is like they've beefed him up a lot more through the DCU. Um, he's a lot cooler now. Uh, Harley definitely up there. Um, maybe like Batman's nowhere near it. Maybe Cyborg. which is weird to say, right? It's weird that we that Batman who is like DC's like main selling point and has been for like 80 years is in this interconnected universe, not more iconic or important to the point where they're like doing a separate Batman movie. Now he just, he doesn't do it for me anymore. Like Batman, when I was like maybe 10, Batman was the, was like baller. He was great. Batman and Spider-Man were my two favorites. Now I'm like, nah, Batman kind of (laughs) sucks. Yeah. I don't think it's that he sucks. I think we got oversaturated with the Batman iterations. Like we had the Veil, the Bale, the Athlet, the Pattinson now, the Keatons, the whoever, whoever, whoever's. Yeah, it's too many different ones, man. Yeah, it's too much. And there's not like none of them are are very. They're all pretty much the same except for Adam West. Who I don't. I I think Keaton Keaton's a little bit different. Keaton's a little. He likes to get nuts, you know. He does like to get nuts. I love how I thought that exact same line. <laughs> Which is why I'm excited for uh, Pattinson, because he's also, like, weird. And that's what I love. Like, Batman is just kind of, like, a crazy person. Like, yeah, I probably shouldn't use that phrase, but, like, he's just, like, this weirdo. And just, like, I love that about him. He's just kind of, like, he's, like, I dress like a bat and I go and beat around being the bad guys because my parents died. It's just, like cool maybe get therapy but all right like i and i love that just weirdness that you know these kind of quirky actors can bring to the role rather than just like you know you're beefed up like ayn rand like heroes that Zack snyder has given us i'm not 
really down for. Yeah, not forget not to forget uh, the adoption of every orphan he can find with a same <laughs> backstory. Yep. But I think the one. Oh man, I completely forgot my point as I was making it. Oh, sorry. No, it's uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm definitely excited to see what Pattinson can do because I, I do like Pattinson as an actor. He's great. Mm-hmm. Um, despite that, I think finally the the last vestiges of the Twilight stink are wafting off of his body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's like allowed to kind of especially with tenet like he's allowed to kind of do things that are different and new and and like i really want to see him kind of i hope they don't make him edward but in a batman suit <laughs> oh i don't think because i think after like this last year he had um you know 2019 going into 2020 where he had tenet and then also the lighthouse yeah where he really just showed off his just like his weird indie acting skills just have just going up against that, like Willem Dafoe weirdness. I think it was kind of perfect. And people were like, okay, so that's what this guy is about. See, the problem with Pattinson for me is that he has a face. Like when you see him, you think of Edward automatically or you, your mind automatically goes to the whole twilight situation. And it's for me, I can't separate the, the good acting from the image that he has. He's typecast at this point. Yeah, I've, I felt that way about like Taylor Lautner for a really long time, um, because like like for a little it, it helped a little bit that like I thought of Taylor Lautner as Shark Boy for so long, <laughs> and <laughs> and then seeing him as Jacob, I was like, what's Shark Boy doing as a wolf now? You know, but like for a really long time until probably like last year when uh, when I saw that um, that like Netflix show that he's in with. Um, with with uh the dudes from like from England. He's in like that British show where he like plays some nice boyfriend or something. And it's like I realized like how funny he can actually be. And that kind of like got rid of that last vestiges of it for me. And I was like, oh right, this guy is a good actor. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but now like, you know, now I think Pattinson's gonna be able to kind of shake that last bit off unless, you know, unless they make him do that next twilight movie back that uh back that giant truck full of money up in his house <laughs> you know there's another actor that's like that the rock it doesn't matter what i see the rock in the rock is the rock well because he kind of plays the same character in every movie i feel like is, is I pretty diverse yeah but the rock is kind of just doing his the rock shtick and it's interesting because you go back and watch some of his early movies and he wasn't always like that especially like if you watch like one of the, the first fast and furious movie he was in he's like a lot more serious but now he's kind of just the jokey, just kind of like, hey, what's going on? We're going down the Jungle Cruise, you know, just kind of like winking and smiling at the camera, you know? Yeah, I, I want to see The Rock do like a taxi driver just once. Just, just, I just see the baddest movie ever. Listen, I want to see The Rock in a movie like The Rundown or Walking Tall again. Ooh, okay, yeah, you want to see that Scorpion King rock back. You want that? <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. The Scorpion that King 2001 was... CGI. <laughs> Or Hercules, that was another horrible rock movie. Oof. Just just once. Give me like, you know, The Rock would be great in a horror movie. Just but have him get killed off. As the monster? No, no, no. As like a victim. Like uh, imagine the rock and saw. <laughs> yeah, that's what you, you gotta do with the rock is just have him be like, you know, the kind of like wharf how in like Star Trek whenever they'd be like, we need to introduce someone who's really strong so they would always beat up Worf. That's why Worf like lost every fight is because he would just, they would just be like, this person's strong. Who's the strongest person we have? Worf. We'll have them beat up Worf to show how strong it is. So if they have like the horror movie monster kill the rock who is just like 
this mountain of a man, just like 17 feet tall or whatever, just the horror monster just kills him off. You're like, oh, no, this horror, like this bad guy is not messing around. Yes. Like a, like a, like in, I know what you did last summer, which is probably arguably the best horror movie I've ever seen. Does anybody else have like a favorite one off the top of their heads? Favorite horror movie? Yeah. Uh, horror, uh, horror is too, I don't know. Horror no. or slasher? Is it, are you specifically, are we specifying flasher, slasher mm-hmm. or are we opening up to all, like all horror? You yeah, because horror is too diverse. You can go all horror. What's your what's your favorite one? Uh, the Conjuring. Mm. Followed by Paranormal Activity. El Diablo. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe the thing. The thing is so good because it's just like you never. Know, it's just the paranoia in that. I love kind of like more psychological horror stuff where you're just like you know stuff like Get Out, where you're just like what is even happening here? And I think that or you know something like The Shining, where it's just like kind of about the effects that you know this horror is having on the people and i think that just seeing everyone just kind of like turn on each other and like not knowing who to trust and just the way that the thing can be anyone i just i think the thing is a masterpiece okay yeah yeah it, it definitely like that or um what's what's the other one like uh it came from outer space or something like that which is kind of like like the body snatchers type of feel um from like the 40s i think i forget when that movie came <laughs> Uh, yeah. If we're taking it old school movies, then one movie that has to be up there that still, well, not to this day, but used to give me the creeps when I was younger, was Tremors. Do you know the one with the giant worms? Yeah. I haven't seen that since like the 90s. Dude, that movie's so good, and it still holds up <laughs> even if you watch it now. Because they use yeah. animatronics, so, you know, mm. better than CGI. Okay, I mean, if we're taking it old school, like Psycho or Rear Window. Rear Window scared me more than Psycho, and I know that's a weird thing to say. No, I, I mean, I get that. Like, you know, Hitchcock is the master of suspense and just, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, there's something about, like, d- creeping the, and then <laughs> finding out that, like, terrified me as a kid. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, but yeah, like, because uh, I think, because this movie, of course, has, it, it has, like, horror elements to it. Like, the, the Suicide Squad, towards the end especially, has a lot of like horror elements to it with like Starro. Um, yeah, like kind of like body horror, like almost like maybe not Cronenberg, but just kind of that like, you know, that loss of like your body. And it's just like you're basically a, like, there's, you know, have the zombies and they're basically walking corpses at the end. And there's no, there's literally like no saving them. It's just like they got to just destroy this monster who was creating this army of the undead. Exactly. Which like I feel that scene where they like enter in. And it, I caught it on the first time, and I shouted and went, what? And then the second time, I was like, let me make sure I, I heard this right. Uh, where they're, like, walking in with a thinker, and, and Starro is like, he's tortured me for 30 years and had his way with me. I, was yeah, like, I just caught that the second time. I, I was like, what? Like, I was like, oh, shit, that's fucking dark. Exactly. I was like, whoa, excuse me? <laughs> and you already know that, like, yeah, this guy is, like, capable of doing that just based on the way that you've seen him interact with women and stuff like that you're like oh okay is the second he was like possibly in a gerbling i was like yeah okay yeah. okay <laughs> wait so the bad guy the the star thing is is it a prevalent um bad guy in the dc comics i'm not so familiar uh, with him it it can like it shows up about as much as like Olmex do but like starro 
show was like the first Suicide Squad villain, I think, and the first uh, Justice League villain I believe that they like fight way, way back in the day. Um, like it doesn't show up as much now, but like it shows up pretty heftily in like major comic storylines uh, because it's just one of those things where like it, how do you beat it? You know, when it can take over an entire planet of people and all of a sudden it's like one of those galactic threats type of deal. Interesting. So I'm looking it up and it came out in the 60s. So it's been a while for a while. Yeah, like star- there was a Robin that was a Starro as well, uh, called Jaro. <laughs> I remember that. That's yeah, like seeing the like starfish with like the ro- the R logo on it. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like so, Starro's been around for a bit. It was a Red Lantern at one point. Like Starro's been <laughs> uh, been around for a while. Um, and it's like it's really cool to like see something like that in in like movies because we don't like we get a lot of really cool villains a lot of times like really cool like deep cut characters in movies but very few of them have been as well done as this i think especially in this mm-hmm. like type of vein you know i don't know if you guys feel that <laughs> uh as somebody that hasn't finished the movie yet i agree with your points and yeah but i need See, to finish I, it i feel like for me starro was kind of inconsequential he was just kind of yeah, he was like he was more interesting than the way these villains are usually portrayed. But I thought, you know, the real villain um, was kind of Peacemaker and just kind of like the Amanda Waller and just that whole. That's why I really liked the third act the most of the movie. And I'm sorry, I'm spoiling the end for you here. But <laughs> I, I really did enjoy that ending where it's like, oh, this was actually about American imperialism and, mm-hmm. you know, about how like like the U.S. basically spent the second half of the 20th century installing, literally installing dictatorships and, you know, for in regimes in Latin America so that they could, you know, support their interests and like doing things overseas and, you know, that are frowned upon in America. And I I really like that kind of just like bend and how, you know, you have um, a peacemaker who is just kind of this ultra, just like patriotic, just like he's, he's very similar to, John Walker, Captain America, where it's like, I just hate that character so much just because they are the embodiment of American imperialism, which is something that I've been like trying to like learn a lot about because it is just really, really fucked up. And a lot of people don't realize it. And, you know, obviously we're seeing some of the after effects of that, you know, going on right now in the real world um, in the Middle East. Uh, but it's just, yeah, like it, the way that it kind of like brought that in um it's i wasn't really expecting that uh and i really enjoyed that kind of like the second act for me was a little bit slow um not necessarily slow but like i think that was like okay we're gonna give us backstory and stuff like that for the characters and make you feel sympathy but once they revealed what the movie was really about and who the real villains behind all this were and what the real point of the, uh, the mission was i was so invested yeah definitely like <clears throat> like I, I really enjoyed that they gave you kind of hints of it throughout the movie with like even from mm-hmm. the beginning with like peacemaker and uh and blood sports like interactions when they get to the beach and he's like eat a bag of dicks and he's like well if if it was for liberty i would eat <laughs> on the beach and i'm like what is wrong with you and he's like he's like you're justifying all this stuff that you're doing under the name of liberty when in reality like you just want to eat dicks <laughs> <laughs> you know and they're like kind of giving you these hints throughout the movie where he 
he's like well pieces i hold peace very dear to my heart and i don't care how many men women and children i have to kill to get it you know and i'm like whoa dude you gotta like <laughs> you're like messed up you're like you're not doing any peaceful actions here you're you're literally doing the antithesis of peace in the name of peace yeah you know <laughs> It's just such a reflection of kind of like the bushy years, like that peacemaker mentality of like, we're going to like preserve peace by declaring war and killing all of these innocent people. Just it really just kind of, you know, it's something that I feel like you you can't get away with in a lot of big movies because so many of them are like sponsored um, by the American military. So they will give them like tanks and stuff like that. And they or like whatever they need. Um, and that's one of my problems with uh, I like Captain Marvel a lot, but that was the one big problem I had with it was the way that it justify it like kind of glorifies the American military. And you saw like a big spike in like female recruit recruitment after that movie. Um, but this one, obviously, they didn't really need any of that. Um, they didn't need any like American like tanks or anything like that because it's, you know, that's not the story they're telling. Uh, so they were able to kind of go outside those boundaries and kind of like shine a light on this big thing. Yeah, like it, it very much like every now and then you see a movie that kind of touches on that and usually they do it very lightly. Um, but this one, they they definitely delve a bit heavier into it because I think they were just like, you know, like right now the winds are blowing in that direction. So I feel like they, mm. they felt pretty confident to be like, yeah, let's just do it. Let's just let's just say yeah. it. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and Captain America and the Winter Soldier kind of uh, did a good job of like the early episodes, I felt like of addressing that kind of American imperialism, especially when you have, you know, the, all the stuff with the new Captain America and how him telling like the Dormelage, like you don't have jurisdiction here. It's like, you have jurisdiction here. Like, and just kind of, you know, like how America just kind of has, thinks they have jurisdiction wherever they are, find themselves to be and just go and stuff. And, you know, I, I, but I think it kind of petered off towards the end a little bit, whereas it got stronger at the end here. Yes, which Bradley, I'm sure you uh, now that we're talking MCU and and how that affects that. I'm sure you have you have uh, opinions and thoughts about it. Uh, sorry, guys, I kind of missed the last part. Doing something. Sorry. Uh, imperialism and Falcon and the Winter Soldier <laughs> and John Walker's trashness. Uh, John Walker was actually a good character in terms of the emotions that he was able to portray. Hated the guy. Hated him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, for what he served, the the point that he was trying to make, I I'm glad that he didn't die. So I enjoyed the character. I, I don't know if that answers the question. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was so mad that John Walker didn't die in that show. I was kind of like, "Fuck you, John Walker!" Like, oh my god! Like, I just, I, I that was the one thing that I didn't like about the end is because they kind of give him a little bit of a redemptive arc. I'm like, no, don't redeem this guy. He's fucking horrible. Like, he's awful. Um, I didn't want him redeemed at all. Um, don't give him that arc. And he, it didn't even feel earned. It felt like he's like, well, I got to be kind of good now, but also I'm going to maybe be on the Dark Avengers, so we're going to kind of keep it morally ambiguous. And it's just like, fuck you, John Walker. It's, it's very, it was very much that feel for me as well. Like throughout most of like the second, like I was sitting there watching this show and I'm looking at, uh, at John Walker and Lamar and I'm like, Lamar, you got to get out of here. You don't want yeah. to do this yourself. <laughs> like, you're a reasonable person. Don't do this to yourself. Get out of there. Yeah. You know, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. And, all right, so John Walker was a horrible person, and his whole thing was just bad, right? But you got to understand from, like, his point of view. He's a person that's been trained 
his whole life by the military doing what he believes is the right thing so that he could get to maybe one day don the mantle of Captain America. When the opportunity is presented to him, he takes it in stride and he tries to do the best that he can. Now, is it the best that should be happening? No. But to him, it was the best that it was. So on that level, I'm kind of like, I went from hating the guy to kind of being mad about the guy to now I'm kind of excited to see what they do with his character moving forward. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Like I, I, I can get that, uh, that kind of like understanding of like, he is, he's doing the best that he can um, because he's like, he's working with what he's got. And like, that's why I was, I was very excited to, to hopefully get someone to just absolutely wreck his shit. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> did. But like, yeah. I do yeah. want to say, I want to see more of him in the future. Definitely. Because like, there's a lot to do with that character and like him and Sam being good foils for each other. <laughs> one thing i yeah. didn't like was the whole forest redemption arc just if you're gonna keep him getting the black suit from val and kind of leaving it there and us having to wonder but don't give this force oh my god he has to decide now if you're gonna let the people die by falling off the cliff i don't care about that i was good with him just getting the black suit and that's it yeah, yeah either keep villain. him evil or yeah exactly keep him evil or have him actually have a full redemption arc don't go halfway which is what they did yeah, yeah. It, it felt very like um I, it felt very cw which i've noticed i've stopped watching almost oh no <clears throat> i sneezed uh I, i've stopped Bless watching <laughs> thank you i was not watching most like cw stuff after um after arrow ended and after i haven't seen like dc legends of tomorrow yet it hasn't come out on netflix but um they have a show called roswell new mexico i don't know if either of you watch it I'm I'm not a CW guy. I'm gonna be real. I stopped watching after Smallville. Okay, okay. I stopped, I, I was a supernatural guy, so not necessarily a CW guy. Is it, valid choices from both of you. I also do not watch Roswell, New Mexico, but I keep up with it through friends who uh who tell me in depth the reasonings that are wrong with this show at all times. <laughs> like they will they will list it out. And this show has had um is based in like you know it's based in New Mexico, so it's based around like a Hispanic family. And through like the last two seasons, apparently there's been like a family that's been harassing the the Hispanic family in the show. And now, like in the third season, they've given the main like guy who was harassing them a redemption arc where he's now supposed to be dating the main girl of the family that he's been harassing for two seasons. Yeah, no, not good. <laughs> and I hate these like... force emotions, man. Like you could see them from a mile away, and it's just not a good television to watch. It really isn't. And it's like I've I got so many angry text messages after they introduced this. From my friend being like, I can't believe this. It doesn't matter that he's got amnesia. She should have just stabbed him. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever watched Heroes, but I felt like every other week they were trying to force a redemption arc on Siler, and it just pissed me off so much. Where I was just like, oh, just let him is. be crazy. Just let him be oh. evil. Let him be just like a monster. Because like clearly he is. And don't give me like the sad backstory about his mom and his dad and whatever. Like, sure, okay, that explains why he's bad, but don't like try and make him good and try and make him because he they would just kept doing it where like he's like dead now. Now he's gonna be good. Oh, but it didn't only lasted like three episodes, and they would just kept, it was like on repeat. It was like they did it like five or six times. The worst one was the final one when he and the main guy were trapped in like his brain and his head or something. And for us on the outside world. It was like, let's say like two minutes and then 
for them in the inside, it was like a bunch of years. So he had his whole redemption in his head. And I feel like, you remember that? Because I feel like they stole the the glory of us having to, or the main, the other characters having to see him's growth. Just, but it was like, oh, now he's good now. And you have to accept it because, you know, it happened. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, my gosh. I try not to think about heroes after that. <laughs> That's probably Disney a smart people. decision. <laughs> yeah. The first season was so good, though, man. And it, it, season, it, was, it has so much so potential. Good. Well, because yeah. season one, it it tried to be lost because that was when lost was like a thing and everybody was trying to be lost. And heroes actually did a really good job of that. But what heroes fails failed to understand is that you can't just people got mad at lost for not answering all of its mysteries right away. But if you do answer all of your mysteries in season one, what is your season two going to be? And that's why immediately like season two was really bad because it's just like, oh, we just got to introduce these new characters and new mysteries and new plots that we have no connection to. It's the same reason why Twin Peaks took a big dive once they solved the main mystery of who killed Laura Palmer. And that second half of season two is nowhere near as good as the rest of the show. So it's like, you know, you have to kind of keep something, you know, for, for like, keep it going, you know, somehow you can't just be like, all right, unless you're t- doing a mini series and it's going to be wrapped up in one season, you kind of have to leave a bit, a little bit to, you know, to tell later on. I mean, they they brought in a man that turns into a lizard. I I don't remember most of season two. <laughs> there was a super gymnastic girl and a lady who would cry and everyone would die around her. So she's decided to walk across an entire continent. Didn't they bring reason. Teddy from prison from Prison Break? Oh yeah, they did. Oh my god, he was like a circus. Uh, oh yeah, owner or something. He had the power of earthquakes. Yeah, and they had they brought the guy from Groundhog's Day. <laughs> that show was like one of the wild. dads. <laughs> What's your favorite show, guys? Uh ooh, that's that's actually really um Banshee is really good. All right, of all time or currently airing? Mm, of all time, your top three. Okay, uh, okay. Um, you can't think about it too much. You gotta the first three. Lost, that comes to your mind. Lost is definitely like there's no question. Lost is number one. Um, then. Probably maybe like Legend of Korra. Um, and I don't want to say two Damon Lindelof shows because I would put maybe put the leftovers on there too, but I, I gotta diversify a little more. Um shit, that's hard. Um like off the top of my head, maybe uh Legend or what was it? Uh Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice, okay. nice. Morgan. Uh okay, uh, definitely Banshee. That's that's one of them. Uh Doctor Who and uh ooh, 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 ooh. see I'm I'm thinking oh gosh, oh gosh. Uh Farscape I think actually might be number 3 actually. Like I'm watching it I can't stop watching. I keep having to stop myself. But have you finished it though? I've I've watched like 3 seasons of it and it's like it's a almost No, 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 no. It has to be a show that you've seen in its entirety that you know that no season Ooh. is ever going to have you deter from this decision. So, Derek, you might want to rethink your choices. Does that, does that change your choices no, I mean, at all? That, that I've seen all of those shows multiple times through. I've watched Lost like five or six times through. I've watched Full Metal a bunch of times through. Um, or I've watched at least twice. Uh, then yeah, I think it's got to be gonna... things that, that like will never defer me, then okay, then uh, Banshee, because the last season got got knocked out, that gets replaced with Leverage, and then uh, Farscape gets replaced with White Collar. <laughs> so, um, wait, you know, so... I think... 
No, go ahead. I was, Sorry. I was also going to, I think I might kick out Korra for Justified. Yeah. I've only watched Justified once, so it's hard to say, but Justified is really, really good. Nice, nice. Maybe, maybe Daredevil, though. God, it's hard. This is hard. The, oh the, like, Full Metal and, and Lost are locked in, but that third slot is, is tough. Yeah, Doctor Who's locked in for me, and I think White Collar is, White Collar is a perfect show, and I'll die on that hill. That is six <laughs> seasons of perfection. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Boy. nice. Whenever people are like, oh, what should I watch? I always say, like, White Collar is definitely on the list because I love showing it to people because they will be drawn in immediately because it's everything you need. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I know. The Americans. That's my number three Ooh, for sure. The Americans. Yeah. I, I love the Americans. That's it. I don't know why I didn't think of it before. Yeah. I haven't seen that Americans. Oh, my God. It's incredible. You got to watch. You got to watch the Americans. Well, I'll, give, I'll add it to Sofa, which is my app to view. Or actually, to say what what I need to watch is that Braulio has a has a long list of things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Braulio would be like, I have eighty seven shows to watch today, <laughs> <laughs> and I never do. <laughs> no, uh, sp- you spoke about uh, Scyther's sadness. Um, speaking of people with uh with severe parental issues, uh, my guy Polka Dot Man. Uh, <laughs> Every time I think about every scene that he's in and then you see his mother, it it freaked me out so much. You know who that is? That's your mom. <laughs> like just that dance club scene, like that oh one shot. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> I was like, I can't keep doing this with you. I can't keep defending you, Polka Dot Man. I cannot. Well, when like he call, um, Peacemaker calls him Norman Bates. Oh yeah, like he very much he was very like Norman Batesy throughout. Like yeah. I could feel it through that whole like movie. But there's like there's just some scenes where you really they get inside of his head, and just the way that they depict him, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad for you that yeah. they put you in Bell Reeve instead of getting you actual like therapy. Yeah. Oh man. You know. Didn't he play the actor? He played um he was in Dark Knight, right? Yeah, he's the yeah. guy who's like the fake Joker or whatever. Yeah. The one that Harvey Dent threatens to kill. Yeah. hmm Yeah. Such a good actor. Like, but he is as a I don't know, I don't know, like D lister, D list villain, Polka Dot Man. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Uh they had a lot of choices. So if you had to replace Polka Dot Man, who's probably the most expendable person on this on this team of current squaddies. Uh, besides maybe Peacemaker, who would you replace Polka Dot Man with? With like anybody from the DCU? With any like D list villain that you could replace him with? Clock D-list King. Clock King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Why Clock King? I think he was actually made by Bill Finger. Um, so I would love to have like a. I, if I, I'm, I'm if I'm wrong, I apologize, but I'm pretty sure. And it's just like weird. It's just like I love weird villains like this, and it just like how he has all these like time puns and stuff like that. And I think you could do interesting things with like all of his time stuff. Like maybe it's just because I love Majora's Mask so much, but I love kind of like weird time stuff, like time things you can do just like on a small scale. Um, so yeah, and just yeah, anytime Bill Finger's characters can get recognition, um, you know, the true creator of Batman. If anybody out there hasn't seen Batman and Bill. That's a great documentary that everyone should watch. Um, but yeah, yeah, Clock King. 
I'm not going to talk too much trash because I was going to pick uh, Condiment King because so, <laughs> he's so dumb. Uh, Bradley, who would you pick? Uh, I forgot. I don't know his name, but um, he has the power of like electricity and stuff on the low scale. He's the first bad baddie that um that Clark fought all the way back in Smallville. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I forgot okay. his name. Oh, I forget his name too. But I I know who you're talking about. But yeah, that could work, especially with this team. Mm-hmm. A lot of usefulness, especially with like Nanawe there. Like a lot of water stuff that could be done. You know, you, you can get work done with that. Okay, apparently Bill Finger didn't create Clock King, so I don't know why I had that in my mind, but. Um, still, uh, he's still a cool character. You know who I always liked is Firefly. I really Ooh, like it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys ever watched the Batman, like yes. that Jackie Chan Adventures show. Um, but like, I thought he was really cool. Just gave him like a jet, kind of have him be like an off-brand Iron Man almost. That would be kind of cool, and just you know, get somebody like Will Dell or something to play him. So I think you know, might have done the voice for him at some point. I had that in my head for some reason. Um, but like, yeah, just get some kind of like quirky actor to just have him play just kind of like a janky version of iron man i think would be really cool yeah i i loved that show the bat i had a uh a dvd of the batman that was not that was just recorded from boomerang uh mm-hmm. when i was a kid because <laughs> yeah. like a family friend like just recorded the entire show and just gave it to my mom and was like yeah i know your son likes comic books here you go <laughs> You're saying That's you great. never borrowed any movies from Blockbuster before they shut down? I did. I still have at least three or four. <laughs> I have a few. They're never, they're never going back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Derek, were you around in those times, the Blockbuster era? I was, yeah. I was, there was actually one when I worked at a movie theater for years. There um, was a Blockbuster, and I remember when like they were getting ready to close it down, they had a bunch of stuff on sale, so I just went in and bought, like, I was like, oh, yeah, Rathacon is like two bucks. I'm buying that. Nice. Oh, no, I still have a I hate this, but I, I have a copy of Flushed Away. Uh, that I, got, <laughs> that I got I've Black. not thought about that movie in a while. <laughs> I hated that movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. I remember the previews because they advertised the hell out of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, it's uh, it's about rats who get flushed down a toilet. No, I'm I'm familiar with the concept. I've I've definitely seen a lot, of, and they made a sequel, didn't they? Like Flushed Two or something oh like that. Oh my gosh, there's a se- I'm gonna have to watch the sequel. I can't not see the sequel. You know what movie you guys need to see? Mm. Joe's Apartment. Oh yeah, is- with the cockroaches. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome movie. One of the best movies ever made. Right on par with the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> Oh my gosh! No, like um, on on par with uh with the Super Mario Brothers movie, which I don't know if this is gonna get me flack, is uh is the movie Chicken Run. Chicken Run is great. What are you talking about? <laughs> I love Chicken Run. Artman Animation, man, they make only make bangers. <laughs> Probably. Where do you stand on Chicken Run? I have no idea what that movie is. Never seen it. Okay, I have a I have a VHS of Chicken Run. I I might have to like record this and send it to you so that you it's will a, understand this. It's movie. a better version of The Great Escape. It's a great escape, but it's not as long and it's funny. 
it's like claymation chickens and they're like trying yeah. to escape from like a, a a chicken plant i think where they're like making chicken wings yeah something like that wait 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 hold on you talking about the movie with um oh my god i think i've seen it it's a bunch of chickens they're in a chicken coop and the whole mission of the movie is that them trying to run away right yeah yeah it's a great prison break movie it is a prison prank movie. Yeah, it's it's the great escape, but just with chickens and in animation form, and it's like an hour and a half instead of being three and a half hours. It's so ridiculous. Like it's like I will okay, I'll die on the hill of ants is better than the, a bug's life. I'll die on that hill. Um that ant hill. Yes, I will die on that ant hill <laughs> any day because it is. It's it's better. I watched both. I watched ants before I saw Bugs Life, which probably is not the way a six year old should do that. Um, <laughs> but I did it anyway. Uh, and that movie is dark, which probably caused a lot of my humor now. But <laughs> seeing a Bugs Life after that I was like, man, this is chump change. This is nothing. Oh man, I love I love a Bugs Life. I think it's super <laughs> underrated. Nobody ever talks about it in the, when they talk about Pixar. I, I really like A Bug's Life. It's a Seven Samurai, but with bugs, it's great. A Bug's like, Life is too campy for me. Exactly. Like, ants is like, they're they're getting chopped up. They're, like, dying. They're having a horrible time. Hopper they're... is evil as hell. He scared the crap out of me when I was young. Yeah. You He's know. in A Bug's Life. Wait, so where's the... So what's the bad guy in Ants? No, it's uh, Hoppers. It's... It's it's Hopper. No, Hopper's He's from a Bug's Life. It's it's uh, yeah, Hopper's from a Bug's Life. They no, both Hopper's have uh, grasshoppers. They both no, no. The character named Hopper is is in a Bug's Life. Yeah, yeah. Hopper is a Bug's Life, but both movies, the bad guy are grasshoppers. <laughs> I, I I'm googling this because I don't believe you guys. <laughs> Look, see, wait. Oh no, hold on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, also, I think I was wrong. There's not a flush two. I don't know where that came in my mind, but there's not a sequel to flush to it. So sorry to ruin the, to give you those dreams and then dash them immediately. There's there's you might be thinking of over the hedge. That's, That's what I'm thinking of. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. <laughs> yeah. So who's the bad guy in ants? It's, it's also Hopper. a grasshopper and ants. Oh wait, no, sorry. Oh my, now I'm getting now you guys are throwing me off. <laughs> Both so movies the bad the grasshopper guy, no, no, evil. No, 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 no. Yeah. In ants. It's not a grasshopper. It's like a red ant. It's a flying ant or something. Oh, so he's an ant. I think about it. <laughs> is, aren't, think, isn't ants like about war, a war between ants, like different ants, and like Sylvester Stallone is like a war ant or something, and he has to like switch places with like the Woody Allen ant or whatever? Yeah. yeah so And the this, whole movie, they're trying to clap cheeks. The whole movie. <laughs> yeah, and then the one in A Bug's Life, that's the one that has Hopper, the more iconic one that yes. eats all the, the fruits and all this stuff. So that's why the, the little ant goes and finds the bugs. Ergo, bugs life. But ants is about ants, uh, a civil... It's a civil war between the, between the ants, more dramatic than um, Avenger, Captain America Civil War. And it might be so more dangerous. I'm, I'm going to say it might be more worse than the American Civil War. Possibly when they get trapped in that like sandwich, they're trying to like eat through the plastic on that sandwich bag. <laughs> I was like, these guys are gonna die. But when they have to build that um bowling ball so that they don't get wet, well, wet, uh, drown. Oh, yeah. That movie was dark, <laughs> dude. How the hell are we still normal kid, normal people at this point? Because <laughs> our movies were dark back in the day. 
it was messed up. Like goodness, I still look back at uh at Chin Shitty Bang Bang at like the child catcher scene, and that terrifies me to this day. Yeah, <laughs> dude, cheapers creepers. Kids are allowed in that movie. Why would kids be allowed in that movie? I would never understand. Oh, my aunt showed me that movie as a wee young lad. And like <laughs> on Thanksgiving weekend, it was like, here you go, enjoy. And I was like, I hate this. <laughs> I you know what this. movie? Sorry, what were you saying? No, no, no. I was going to say that I hated that song. Jeepers, creepers. Oh my Where God. Where did you get those peepers? <laughs> yes, horrible song. So you know what movie was real nightmare fuel? Did you guys ever see Disney's Return to Oz? Yes. Mm, yes. I was convinced I dreamed that movie. Like, I was like, there was a sequel to The Wizard of Oz, but all the characters were different, and Dorothy was 10 years younger. They were trying to give her shock therapy, and, like, the bad guys were rocks and a lady who could take her head off. Like, I was like, and I, because I saw it, like, at my cousin's house or something. And then, like, didn't see anything about it for, like, years because it was a huge box office failure. So nobody knew about it or had the VHS or anything. And that was, you know, like the pre-internet days because this was, like, the mid-90s when I saw it. And I was like, yeah, that wasn't a... I must have just imagined that I saw this thing. It must have been a weird dream that I had. And it wasn't until, like, much later that I found out, like, oh, no, this is this is a real movie that actually exists that Disney made because they own the rights to... The Wizard of Oz books, which were about to hit the public domain, they didn't have the rights to any of the like Wizard of Oz movie characters. So they just made this weird nightmare fuel of a movie that sort of serves as a sequel to a movie they didn't have the rights to. Is it because TikTok this terrifies movie. me so much? <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about that weird round robot just terrifies me. <laughs> Dude, this movie wasn't just a failure. This movie was a uber failure the budget for that movie was 28 million and they made back 11.1 million i thought you were gonna say 11 dollars i was <laughs> <laughs> one person bought a ticket <laughs> dude that's just bad damn yeah. you know now derek you mentioned something that kind of piqued my interest and that's a movie when you said that a movie that nobody has seen or not a lot of people have seen mm-hmm. do you guys have these moments in life that you remember one show movie or something that you watched back in the day that you feel like nobody else knows about that you're the only person that ever saw this yes, yes. I, i've i've spoken with you about it several times Bradley. remember i like one was cow and chicken where everyone would tell me i definitely had a fever dream about it and i was like no, but that's a popular dude. cartoon though so that was like the ren and stimpy knockoff right yeah, yeah. And then the other one was Megas XLR, which whenever I spent 10 years looking for this show, and whenever I would tell people about it, they would tell me it was Transformers. And I was like, I'm telling you, it is not Transformers. <laughs> it's a guy and he has a car and the car turns into a robot. But then they're like, it's Transformers. I'm like, it's not. They're fighting aliens. <laughs> Mine is, and I, I couldn't figure out what this movie was for like years, but I had vi- memories of being like a really little kid and watching this movie where like the house comes alive and like eats the teenagers and there's like Monster like all house. this no that's because like when i was trying to find out what it was that's what i kept getting results for but it wasn't that because it came out in like the 80s because i saw it in the very early 90s as like a really little kid on tv it was like Ooh. the first horror movie i ever saw and just like imprinted in my mind and i was like trying to figure out what it was for the longest time and finally i figured out that it's this movie called the gate which is mm. like which I, I watched the trailer for it. It's like this early 80s, very kind of campy 
horror film where like kids summon demons and i just remember like you thinking it's like over and they've like defeated all the demons and then like a plant she like starts shaking or something and they're like oh no the house is still trying to eat them and at the end they have to like burn down the house and everything and they're like what are we gonna do when our parents come home because like the plot was like the parents are out for the weekend so the team the teenagers like are getting attacked by this house just on their own just yeah no one i know has ever seen it what's the name of this the gates i've never seen this i had to like find i did do some like deep dives into letterbox to find it i like i legitimately thought i hallucinated teeth for the longest time (laughs) (laughs) because i saw that movie when i was probably like 11 which i shouldn't have done but you know (laughs) <laughs> but like I was watching a lot of like I was watching a lot of things I shouldn't have seen at eleven. But like I and for the longest time, because you know when you're eleven, you don't understand that like you know private parts don't have teeth unless something has <laughs> severely happened there. So like, so like for the longest time, I was like I hallucinated that movie. That must have been like an an insane thing. And then years later, I heard someone that I was like in I was in a film and media studies class. And someone was talking about like Jennifer's body or something. And then someone brought up teeth and I went and they they, like, didn't even say the name. They just went that movie with the girl with the teeth in her vag. And I went, huh? (laughs) Immediately. I was like, I think I know what you're talking about. (laughs) I was like, like, did did it have like the girl in the tub? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, it ate the thing. I was like, yes. Okay. I know what you mean. I was like, I didn't hallucinate that. I'm not crazy. Like, I just saw a scene of that movie. <laughs> I, I've um, still never seen it to this day. I need to see this movie and it's full now. Yeah. It's so bad, but like it becomes so good when it like it has one of those movies like it comes back around full circle. <laughs> At least they made a button. The uh, profit, they the budget was two million. They made two point three million. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Like, uh, it's like how the first Saw movie like made a profit, even though like all of that was good and this progressively gotten worse over the years. But like they had no faith in that movie when it first came out. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but probably what movie did you uh, what movie or TV show did you hallucinate as a child and found out it was real? <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Boltron with the yes. little cats? That yeah, turned, the Mecha cats. Yeah. All right. You know that Netflix redid Boltron and it was a piece of crap, right? Yeah. Well, I heard I good things. I haven't seen it, but I've heard good things about it. I enjoyed just... four seasons of it. <laughs> it's okay. I'm, I might have been the minority here, but it sucked. I, okay, I so enjoyed anyways. pieces of it, and then like I only followed one person's story through the rest of it. <laughs> I, I can't. I haven't seen it, so I can't. I can't speak on it really. But you've seen the original. At least you know of Voltron. I yeah. I know of it. It's it's like it was a little bit before like my time and i was much more like a ninja turtles uh transformers guy Mm. Mm, interesting interesting (laughs) but all right so boltron was very popular back in the early in the mid to the mid 90s late 90s right early Mm -hmm. 2000s so there was another show that was running concurrent on the same time slot on a different network i forgot which one as boltron and the show was called vehicle boltron force I've talked about the show to multiple people. Nobody has ever seen the show. And it's just Voltron, the whole concept of Voltron, but the show is named name, damn Voltron. But it's about cars. It's like 15 cars that transform into this giant robot that acts like the cat version of the robot. 
of the Mecca. <laughs> and nobody has ever seen this damn show. <laughs> and I'm convinced that the show did not happen. <laughs> that this is a Mandela effect. Is that, is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. 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 And that uh, that this guy was never a genie. I, I thought that <laughs> you were gonna say like Big Bad Beetleborgs or like I or loved like, Big Bad Beetleborgs yeah, and VR Troopers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had, you I had like cross, lunch. The crossover oh, between Beetleborgs and um, Power Rangers. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, that Forever Red episode when they when um. WB or whoever won on the rise of Power Rangers, they just reuse the Beetleborgs <laughs> suits. Yep, yep. You know, oh. I thought you were gonna go like that or like Street Sharks or something, and you were like, "Oh man, <laughs> that's some got, real '90s nostalgia right there." I got another show for you guys. Yeah, what? That if either one of you two have seen the show, I will Venmo you a hundred dollars of mortgage money. <laughs> of my money? Wait a minute. <laughs> And this goes out to the audience too. If you have seen the show, please let us know and send Morgan some feed pics. You know that Morgan loves feed. <laughs> Anyways. Oh yeah, sorry, Derek. We have a running guy here that um Morgan likes feed pics. Yeah, I don't okay. know how this got started. I don't <laughs> I do not in fact like feed. I need to have <laughs> the premises every time. <laughs> All right. No worries, Quentin. I mean Morgan. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> All right, but this show. All right, so it was like a fighting show, and it had, quote-unquote, a storyline. But it was about these fighters, and they're fighting for one belt and getting um, pieces of the belt or notches that they would... Give me a second. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is going to be like a Lucha Libre. Uh... Yes, so it was a, a, a Lucha show. but Lucha it was Lucha? Lucha? No, no, Lucha... that show was awesome. Oh, okay. I, I was like, okay, $100. Give me... <laughs> no, this show was live action. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so the show was called Mac Masters. And they had this Steven Seagal parody character. They had this um, Rambo parody character. But they were very serious. And it was, uh, they all lived in a dojo. And they compete for this one belt. And the one belt, they, in order to win the belt, you got to win against your opponent. And you get notches for the belt. Once you get all the notches, they can put on the belt. You can challenge the current champion for a title. And one of the, towards the middle of the season, I don't remember how many seasons I had, but, you know, back in those days, the, each episode had like 200 episodes per season. But they stole the belt. And that was the first time we ever went outside the dojo. And, yeah, this show was, it was a real thing that happened. But I'm yet, in my 32 years of life, have yet to meet anybody else that has watched this show. I mean, it, it actually, it does legitimately sound interesting, and I, w I would watch it, and I'm going to Google it to like see if I could find this show and watch this show. Because, like, I love uh, I love Lucha Underground. Bradley, you and I both enjoy uh, wrestling every every now yes. and again. And, uh, like, to actually have a storyline that makes coherent sense uh, <laughs> is, like, is the dream. Um, <laughs> like, was it was it a good show, or was it bad? <laughs> No, the show was awesome, man. It was Lucha Underground minus the fans. So you got more in-depth stories. You got more character growth development. You got to meet these characters. And as you experience, like, the whole journey of, like, you know, because everything happens between the time the dojo opens, like, the one, quote-unquote, when the show starts. So they talk about, they reference things from, like, oh, last week, you know, what you said to me. So it's like a wrestling show. 
but with without the wrestling and more of the story building. So it's like a storyline show for wrestling. Dang, Dang that sounds that actually sounds really lit. And I'm I've got what was a it called? I didn't know. Uh, Mag Masters. Dang. Okay. I need I'm to find that. <laughs> I'm gonna find it now and I'm gonna send it to you both on Discord. Because you guys have to experience the show. I, I need somebody to watch the show at least <laughs> one episode so that I can get validation in my life that I didn't make this up. What if we like see it and we're just like, Bradley, this doesn't exist. <laughs> Dude, then my whole childhood will be ruined because this show made me the Dominican person that I am today. <laughs> no, it's like, it's there's so many weird... Because it's, it's like... With the internet, it feels like we've all lived both the same life and extremely different lives. You know, like there's certain yeah. things where everybody's like, oh, you did that as well. Like we all did this exact same thing at the same time. Yeah. And then there's like back when, like you know, when things didn't spread, like those stupid, uh, the Stussy S's and like the, yeah. the the stupid Barney song that we all like, it, like somehow every single person I've ever spoken to has all had some version of like the dark Barney song. And I have no idea how it's spread across the world like this. What song is this? Uh, I love you. You love me. Let's get together and kill Barney with a great big bat and a bullet to the head or some like version of that. Like every single person I've ever spoken to has had some version of like a dark Barney song in their like life when they were kids. Or like how every single person believes that there was a Mew hidden behind the truck in Pokemon Red and Blue. Like, like how did that become such a widespread thing before, like when the internet was like not even really a thing? Like it was around, but it was like in its infancy and like no, none of us had it. We were all kids, you know, like, like it, it was, it's like how, how did, like, I don't know, just the way those kind of like urban legends and like, you know, trends spread is really interesting. Who is spreading these lies? Yeah. <laughs> damn, that was another one of those that I was gonna mention. Uh damn it. My memory's so bad. Yeah, there's like these insane shows. Like I remember vivid and I, I got validation from Netflix about this because I like I remember all these four kids terrible shows. <laughs> four kids tv was on one back in the day and i don't know what they were mm. doing i don't know what they were smoking but they, they had so many weird shows like i still remember the sherlock holmes in the future show oh my god <laughs> you're digging up memories yeah <laughs> like that show was insane and my brain was like huh <laughs> <laughs> like and i didn't think about this for years but there was like that, and then there was like the Dinomorpher show, which is like animorphs, but they like turn into dinosaurs. And like for the longest time, I was that like, one. It's it's like it was around the Power Rangers time, man. Every other show would try to be a Power Rangers ripoff. Yeah, and like it came on Netflix recently because I was convinced that half these shows did not exist. I was like, nah, I've got. I, there's no way that someone would green light that much less write this. And then, like it popped up on Netflix one day because I was watching like Avatar and they were like more shows like this. And it was like Code Lyoko and then Dino Morphers. And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like watching. And I was like, that, that was real. <laughs> <laughs> Just having those moments of like your child brain wasn't inventing some like weird toy thing in mm. your head. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> like wait other people have experienced this 
exactly like because i i love cold Lyoko, and uh i don't know if everyone else does as well did anyone else watch that i didn't i didn't i mean it was a show that i was very aware of but i never really watched little it is, it is on netflix uh it is it's pretty good it's very much the same episode every single week uh <laughs> i think i just hated the animation style because that was like when 3d animation was like real real new and it did yeah. not they had not really perfected it for tv at that point like they had barely perfected it for movies like and so it was just like i couldn't do it as a kid it's real angley's hulk out there it's <laughs> <laughs> like but it's like the theme song for that show is so good and then i i remember going on uh on youtube because they had a another season come out because it's a french show so they they're like a, a live action version of it came out and it only went to youtube and it ruined the show for me. And I was like, I can't believe this. <laughs> I was like, I hate this. It felt like a reboot, but worse. <laughs> reboot. There was another uh, show like that. Um, Street Sharks. You guys remember Street that Street Sharks was lit. Street Sharks was real lit. Remember the Vin Diesel commercial for Street Sharks? Yes. <laughs> Bro, I hate this guy coming in. Oh my god, it's so good. I cannot find this damn show. Oh my gosh, you you really have to send that to us. Um, but, but yes, Time Cop uh, was a good show. Oh yeah, Time Cop. Oh, there's so many good shows. What what uh? Let's let's we can slide this into recommendations very very smoothly. Uh, let's start with our, our lovely guest, Derek. What um what shows, movies, music, video games, books, anything you want to recommend to the people to uh to check out? What what are you recommending them to check out? Okay. Um. Well. Uh, so last time I was on here, I recommended uh, John Boyce's documentary miniseries, YouTube miniseries, um, The History of the Seattle Mariners from last year. He just, um, as of today, to as of recording, um, started a new kind of, uh, I guess, a follow-up, um, The History of the Atlanta Falcons, which is really good because it's like, on the surface, it's just a history of the sports team, but it also just gets like really political and it just kind of starts with like, like, because, you know, like the Falcons being up against the Patriots in the Super Bowl and how that was like super symbolic for people who had just like gone through like the 2016 election and everything. It just goes through their years. So that one I would really recommend um, the, if you're looking to go see a movie out in the theaters. The Green Knight is really good. Um, I like the Green Knight a lot. It's weird. It's a definitely if you like a 24 movies, um, it's it does. It's a really good balance of like big budget Hollywood film and like weird indie a 24 kind of like straddles that middle line really well um so if you are going to go out to the theaters i would say um because everybody's going to go see you know like the suicide squad and you know all these big you know like free guy and all this stuff but go go support david lowry one of my favorite directors and see especially if you like king arthur stuff because the king arthur story has been told so many times in movies but like arthurian lore and the matter of britain is so wide and just to just tell the same like time it's like if they just kept remaking iron man one instead of making more Marvel movies, like it's like, okay, cool. We have this other pocket of authorian lore here now. And it's this weird story about like a guy who fights a green knight. And it's just like, it, it's, I, I, I love it. Um, those are probably my, those are my two recommendations. Yeah. Well, that was interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I hope in the green knight, they, uh, I don't know if they did, but I hope they slid in a, uh, a reference to uh, King Arthur and the Holy Grail. with. <laughs> There's, there's, there's King Arthur's in it. Um, I, I, uh, there's not. I'll, I'll spoil this. There's not really any stuff about like 
the Holy Grail or into that Grail quest, which is actually what I like about it, is that they don't focus on the same things that the King Arthur movies always focus on. Oh, I meant the Monty Python version. <laughs> where he bites that dude. And he's like, it's but a flesh wound. <laughs> that is one of my favorite scenes of almost any movie ever. It's so there funny. is a guy who does get basically a flesh wound, and it's not done in a humorous way, but it's almost a similar scene to that, but I, I won't give any more away. Perfect. It's it's near the beginning, so. Perfect, perfect. Uh, Bralia, what are you recommending to the people? <laughs> I'm going to recommend a show from the 80s, and I only had one season, and it's called Silverhawks. Mm. Now, this is an animated show, and it had 80s animation, so you got to open your mind to that. But it's one of the best shows that could have been great if they would have continued ever. And there's these space... Kind of these space cops that have different um, hawks embedded into their armor. One of them has a silver one, which is the the leader. Another one has a blue one, and then there's a copper one. Uh, they have unique abilities, and they're able to use their their suits as kind of nanotech, or the '80s definition of nanotech. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> yeah. So keep that in mind. So, but it's a good show. It's a really good show. Okay. okay. Yeah, awesome. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I definitely have not heard of that show, so... I yeah, no, me either. That out. Um, there was all sorts of, like, wild shows back then, though. Like, the 80s had... They were they were thinking of new stuff, and I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I'll, I'll go in the same vein, I guess. And uh, if, if you're, like... If you're up for, like, an older animation, uh, go check out Wacky Races, because that thing was so funny. Just kind of watching these dudes, like, race around a track, and it's all these Hanna-Barbera characters. Um, and they're literally just racing cars and they're sabotaging each other the whole time. And it was it's one of the funnier things that I remember from uh, from the youth times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if you if you're up for something older and uh, and definitely still funny, go check out Wacky Races. Um, and oh, I found it. I found oh. it. I found it. I found it. Perfect. OK, yes. the show is called WMAC Masters. It was from 1995 to 1996, and this is the, the synopsis of it. For centuries, each of the various martial arts disciplines declared its techniques superior to those competing... I just clicked away. <laughs> Crap. Oh. Superior to the competing, ar- competing arts. But there, but there existed no forum in which to prove these claims. Finally, the grandmasters set aside their differences and form a governing body, which they compete, fight, and enjoy victory, glory, for the martial arts way, the fighting way, and the American way. I would have loved this. I love tournament stuff. Like I love tournament sports arcs and stuff. Like so would have. I don't know why I didn't watch this. Dude, exactly. this show is the most ups. This, this literally what I googled. I googled obscure fighting shows from the eighties about a belt. <laughs> It sounds uh, like Mortal Kombat, but like, cooler. yes, dude. <laughs> the fighting before each quote unquote match, it has a Mortal Kombat fight, and it shows you their health, their stats, their techniques. I think maybe I did see a little bit of this because that sounds really familiar. Dude, you need to watch the show if you haven't seen it. Oh my! It's God. like a deep. That's like a deep faint memory. I feel like I saw it a couple times, maybe because I do remember the, like. The thing where they would like their health bars would come up. Oh, my now God. I need to know where to watch this. 
Bradley and I's next project, uh, and Derek's <laughs> going to going to also help us with this. Yes, uh, is we're gonna do a reboot of that show. <laughs> well, we should. Oh, it had two seasons. Okay. So what we should do? We should do a rewatch of this show or, or watch for you guys, and do a per episode synopsis. That'd be funny. <laughs> oh, I Wait. found the stats, dude. One of oh. the characters was Red Dragon. He was the bad guy. He had 92 points, final rank. Well, I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. Yes, yes. Uh, I definitely, I do actually want to see this. Like, send me where I can watch this show. I'm that trying to really it didn't awesome. even come up. My, I punched it into Just Watch and it didn't even come up. It's just giving me Lego Masters and Masters of Sex. And I'm like, okay, no. <laughs> Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Uh, they need to have this online somewhere. What if it's like, what if we got to hunt down like a dude with VHS? <laughs> I'm willing to go on this quest. It's like people that go around the country collecting parts for to build, rebuild their DeLorean. This oh, could be our, Remember this that could episode be our of American quest. Dad? Oh my gosh! Was it a Family Guy? Uh, no, it's it's American Dad where they're like going. Him and Steve are like traveling around the country, like rebuilding this trashy DeLorean. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, it is American Dad because I saw. I remember it was they talked about it in a Back to the Future documentary that I randomly saw. Yeah, it's so bad, but like it's one of the funnier episodes of uh of American Dad. Even though I do, I laugh at every single one where uh where Steve has to sing. <laughs> He's like a singer though. He is because I think it's um it's dude from Backstreet Boys, isn't it? Lance Bass. Uh, yeah, I think it's Lance Bass that, huh. uh, that does the singing. I know he does Sephiroth. I know that. Yeah, like but they did a uh, Trapped in the Locker. Which makes me laugh every single time <laughs> I see it. <laughs> oh my god! Please tell me this is available somewhere online. Oh, but yeah. Um, where where can uh Derek? Let's start with you. Where can the people find you? Because we're we're definitely gonna keep talking about this probably after we get off. But yeah, uh, where can the people find you, Derek? I found that oh. online, guys. I'm so sorry. I know that. Oh no no. Sorry. Yeah. T- t- tell tell us, tell us before I go into it. Uh, I found it on uh. I don't know if I could plug it here because uh, Morgan, you oh, might have to bleep this. Okay, yeah, might have to. Yeah, we'll we'll save it for afterwards. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out afterwards. <laughs> don't want the FAA going after us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, people can find my podcast underrated on any podcasting app. So however you're listening to this, uh, check us out there. Um, you can also follow uh, my podcasting. Uh, like me and my friends, uh, we're called the Undercast Company on Instagram, or we've got a Discord. Uh, now that we just started, um, or you can follow me just on Instagram at Derek's Photos. Um, that's with an underscore Derek D E R I C K. Um, so yeah, and then you can find me on Medium or a bunch of other places. But yeah, awesome, Bralio. Where can the people that find you? Uh, you can find me at thebralioshow dot com. There you can find episode links. You can find the blog which I haven't updated because I've been holding on to an episode with Morgan for the last two weeks. I haven't published it. Uh, you could find me on the TikTok by looking for Marvel underscore night. There you can find Marvel related videos. You can also find me on Clapper under the same name, Marvel underscore night. And on Instagram, which I think I still have. I don't know. I think I use it. Bralio underscore show. And you can find my podcast where we discuss all things Marvel, from rumors to news of the week to our latest speculations. And we even do revisits from time to time. 
Morgan, I think we need to finish the revisit. I think we left that phase two somewhere along the line. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can find that by searching for Braulio Show anywhere that podcasts are sold. But if you do look through it through iTunes, make sure you give it a five-star rating. Make sure you give the podcast that these two fun gentlemen are on a five-star rating. Tell your friends. Tell your, tell your enemies. You know what? Tell your enemies. Tell them to listen to it. You know why? Because if you hate them, you don't want them to have a good time. And if they listen to this, they're not going to have a good time. They're going to have an <laughs> awesome time, but you don't, you care about the good part, right? Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on, uh, on around the internet on Twitter at Morgan L Brooks, which is where I usually am lurking about uh, reading all of your trash takes um, <laughs> on, <laughs> on Instagram at Morgan L underscore Brooks uh, or on Twitter uh, or Twitch, TikTok, Instagram at Hidden Time L, um, or I don't know what all the other places, uh, that YouTube and uh, and like SoundCloud or whatever at Hidden Time Lord H I D D E N T I M E L O R D, and you can catch uh the show the the web show that uh that I'm directing uh eight oh three on YouTube at some point I don't know we're uploading an episode soon uh enjoy that go watch it uh, I work very hard. Uh, on it. <laughs> um, also, make sure that you check out Morgan's OnlyFans. Wait, no, not a thing. <laughs> it's just pictures of feet. Yes, <laughs> it's just me going through Wiki feet um, <laughs> and rating on a five star scale. Uh, um, but yeah, thank you for for watching. And oh, before we leave, what's everybody on a scale of uh, zero to ten Idris Elba's? What are you giving the Suicide Squad twenty twenty one? Zero to ten Idris Elba's? Yes. I'll give it seven Idris Elba's and one Will Smith. Ooh, okay. Okay. Braulio? I, I don't understand this rating. I guess it's, I need to get further into the movie. <laughs> it's just, Maybe, it's, you know, it, it's great. Idris Elba is a great rating of uh, good and... Uh... Really? Great. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know if he died. Uh, so I'm like an hour in the part that um, a polka dot man is talking about how his powers came to be. His mom worked at Star Labs and his siblings died because they didn't exfoliate or do something with the dots. So pretty early. Exfoliate. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta exfoliate. You got those polka dot disease. You gotta exfoliate. Yeah, man. Oh, that dude has some wild powers. Uh, so, okay, so for the hour you've seen, I take it you'll give it, uh, zero Idris Elba's, but seven Polka Dot Mans. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't know this whole rating thing, but I would say, I will say that the movie so far is better than, definitely better than part one, or the original one, uh, better than Justice League, Batman v Superman, and so far not better than Aquaman. Mm. but better than uh wonder woman 84 not better than original wonder woman and definitely not better than shazam okay interesting that's a very interesting placement okay yeah so that's how i'll rank it against the other ones so far interesting all right i like that i like that uh but yeah thank you thank you for listening um and go and give this show five Idris Elba's out of five if you're listening <laughs> on iTunes. Uh, and uh, yeah, like Bradley said, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your loved ones, tell your uh, tell your parents. I don't know. Uh, tell tell your kids. I don't know. Tell somebody. 
uh tell them to listen to this because they because you like it and they'll like it and uh you know it's great so yeah thank you for listening and uh and bye mm-hmm. bye <laughs> chocolate with water tastes like soap there we go that's what we're waiting for we're waiting for the <laughs> <laughs> end sting do you